welcome to Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Howell. And I'm Amelia Weidemeyer. And today we are checking in with some stage celebrity photos. <laughs> really classic. <laughs> um, older celebrities on TikTok. Because it's still here, people. And Jennifer's body. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Okay, before we get into the show, let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Okay, first category, Tea Time is checking in with staged celebrity photos. And if you have logged online this week, you can kind of guess where we've gotten our inspiration. Jam Session has already talked about it, so he won't cover it too much. But Dominic West and his wife, Catherine Fitzgerald, have staged a photo shoot outside of their home after Dominic was photographed kissing Lily James in Rome. Um, So then they walked out of their house at 10.30 in the morning, kissed for the cameras, put out a little note um, to be photographed. And yeah, it was like really awkward. We don't have to talk about it too much. (laughs) And then the other source of our inspiration is the one and only D-bag Max Eric. Demi Lovato's ex-fiance, who basically called paparazzis back to the spot in Malibu where he proposed to Demi. And he just was photographed like sulking and like weeping near the waves. Um, (laughs) He's an absolute no one. We hate him here. But anyway, got us all thinking about like these really staged, really transparent, thinly veiled photo shoots. Kate, what's your pick? Do you have a favorite staged celebrity photo? There are so many options. To choose from. And I, I was looking and looking and I just kept getting distracted by the pictures of Tom Hiddleston and Taylor Swift. <laughs> so I have to talk about them. In 2016, obviously, the Hiddleston-Swift relationship <laughs> was born or made in a lab. 
And it went through several several stages. In May of 2016, they did the whole Met Gala thing. You know, she was single, he was single, et cetera, post-Calvin Harris. Uh, June of that year, they started being photographed, looking perfect, sitting on rocks by the beach. He was mm-hmm. in like a nice, crisp button-down, <laughs> as you do on the beach. Uh, she, you know, had the, she was in kind of her like, um, 1989 era. It was like her Rhode Island phase, right? Yeah. Like very short, short hair. Yes. Yes. yes, Very preppy again. Mm. And they just kept getting photographed. He kept wearing these crisp (laughs) button downs and she was in like her red lip, her like little two piece dresses. They were in Rome. They were in Nashville. And my favorite picture, we, we're going to get, obviously, the July 4th thing happened where mm. Tom Hiddleston was in the I Heart Taylor Swift oh. thing. They were all their celebrity friends frolicking in the waves. Iconic. But mm-hmm. I've, I've linked it here. You guys don't have to look it up. I will describe it for you. But there's a picture <laughs> of Taylor Swift and Tom Hiddleston in Rome where they're sitting at a table and she's holding out her hand like, like he's putting on a corsage at prom. And oh he's doing like the finger kiss, like not even the hand <gasps> oh, kiss, but like no. the like the British, like oh. I I cannot touch a lady, like finger kiss. <laughs> I'm looking uh, at it right now. Yeah, me too. The most staged thing I've literally ever seen in my life, <gasps> and it's incredible. So Elite <laughs> Daily, uh, back then did kind of an investigation, looking back into all of these, and. They were all released by the same image company oh <laughs> called my God. The Image Direct, uh, who had him in Nashville, had him in Rome, just happened to be at all these places at the same time as Taylor Swift and Tom Hiddleston. And there was only one picture that was released over the course of their relationship, kind of like in this paparazzi category, uh, where they had dinner at a restaurant. They're in front of a window because that's where you sit when you're Taylor Swift. And uh, they were very clearly like they were the only ones that were like actual paparazzi pictures. Um, And that was like, I think the Daily Mail or somebody had those. So Mm -hmm. just fabulous. Just really boring. There are a lot of theories about why they did it. Tom Hiddleston like wanted to be Bond. It was when all those rumors were going around about the new James Bond. Uh, Calvin Harris and Rihanna released that song like right after they started being photographed together. So obviously it was like, you know, she's moved on from Calvin Harris. Mm, Right. A lot of theories, but yeah, just overtly staged. I feel like Taylor Swift has done this in the past. I Mm -hmm. can see in my head without viewing this image in the last decade, the Jake Gyllenhaal and Taylor Swift like walk in Mm. New York photo Mm. where she's draped around his shoulder. He's in the tan beanie. She's got the side bangs and the long curly hair. It was like that era of Taylor Swift. I feel like she does it well. She has like her little coming out moment with her new boyfriend. I think she also had one with Harry Styles. I can think of that's just off the top of my head. I also loved her gym, her gym phase when she would go into the gym and leave the gym. Her gym (laughs) phase. In like her heels and her little skirts. And it was (laughs) like, what are you doing? We know you go to the gym. You weigh a hundred pounds. But then at the same time, she's put in a suitcase when she wants to avoid the paparazzi. (laughs) So it's like she does have a balancing act there of how much she likes to. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I also love that her stands, God bless them, are just like so into her. They're willing to believe anything. They're like, yeah, it's real. It's real. So I appreciate Uh, that. You know, she doesn't have any stage (laughs) pictures of her and Carly making out like she did with Tom Hiddleston. But the stands will still believe that. 
as there well. There are photos, as I, I choose to believe. So yeah, Kate, who's on that. the other side of the spectrum of like this so, relationship stage thing? <laughs> yeah, just to balance out, you know, the the couples that we're talking about here. Uh, there, it was a GQ profile with Timothy Chalamet today mm. that came out. Mm. It's really fun. He's wearing a lot of autumnal colors and knitwear. His curls look unwashed and lovely. Uh, <laughs> and he was asked about those pictures that came out of him and Lily Rose Depp on a boat. Uh, I believe last year. I don't know. Time has no meaning right did, now. We did talk about at the time. Oh, yeah. Time. yeah. And it was the one where they're making out in Capri. Uh, and he, he his mouth is just wide open. Yep. <laughs> making out is a very nice term. <laughs> really nice they term. They were doing something. Yeah. Doing something. And they, there were a lot of theories that they wanted to be photographed. Uh, so the profile, the GQ journalist asked him about it. And he goes... I went to bed that night thinking that was one of the best days of my life. Timothy told me I was on this boat all day with someone I really (laughs) loved and closing my eyes. I was like, indisputably, that was great. And then waking up to all these pictures and feeling embarrassed and looking like a real knob, all pale. And then people are like, this is a PR stunt, a PR stunt. Do you think I'd want to look like that in front of all of you? Uh, Oh my God. Which is fair. That's really tough. And he did not look good. He looked like a little pale fish. So it's actually really sad that I feel quite bad for him now. I feel Um, bad too. Uh, (laughs) I don't think on tea time we thought that was staged. He did not look good enough for us to think that was staged. No, we just thought it was an enormous mistake to kiss like that, like in (laughs) any kind of public setting. (laughs) Yeah. Test that out at home, I guess. Yeah. His paparazzi photos of kissing other people, it was this year he was like in Mexico. Co- with Isa Gonzalez? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Playing the guitar. So- <laughs> oh, even better. May- oh maybe with stage. The guitar thing is <laughs> maybe stage. Okay. Yeah, perhaps. Um, Amelia, what is oh. your favorite stage celebrity photo? I'm going to bring it back to, of course, the 2000s. Uh, I think the celebrity couple that really defined the obvious stage photo you might know them as Spencer and Heidi Pratt, Spidey. Uh, mm-hmm. Specifically, uh, I think she's better known as Heidi Montag for all you Hills fans out there. Um, she had released her single, Higher, recently. It was like filmed <laughs> on a beach. It was 2008. Uh, she was frolicking on a beach. It was just very low budget, very embarrassing. <laughs> and of course, it came out to really bad reviews, obviously. Like, what do you expect, Heidi? So she staged a series of photos of her sitting like in a random sidewalk where there happens to be a chair there just like a random (laughs) chair on the middle of this sidewalk and she's crying and it's she it's just they're great photos it it literally she's just like oh my god my single is trash (laughs) and like Spencer comes in and he's like hugging her and like trying to make her feel better but it's it's just amazing like she just her face is tilted towards the camera she Mm. has anguish it's just again there's a random chair there um (laughs) He's hugging her. She has her hand on her face like, oh, my God, my life is horrible. Um, <laughs> again, Spidey, they're the honestly the king of, and queen of just publicity. So, I think you're right. I think they're the king and queen of also calling paparazzis on themselves. Yes. And like, I hear that someone will be at Toscana at noon, wink, yes. wink, and then they show up. Yeah. I'm convinced that Max lifted directly from her. Um, One of my favorite blogs, Pop Culture Died in 2009. Uh, He went on Twitter and said, you know, we've seen this with Spidey. So we know this is not a real thing, Max. So thank you, Pop Culture Died. We've got to stop talking about Max. This is the last time on this podcast. No matter, he could could kill someone in the middle of the street. We're done. We're done with Max. (laughs) And then one quick shout out to Ben Anna. 
what I just love that name. Uh, Ben Affleck and Ana de Armas. Their amazing paparazzi walking photos this quarantine have really sustained me. So yeah. uh, thank you. I'm happy that we also didn't talk about Sean Mendez and Camilla. <laughs> also our staged walking photos. We also hot take. I do believe that every pumpkin patch celebrity paparazzi photo is staged. There is no freaking way That's that true. these people in Los Angeles are going in early October where it's still 85 degrees out in their autumnal clothing. I yes. swear, every time a celebrity is at a pumpkin patch, they've called the paparazzi on them. I'm going to need everyone to Google Courtney Stodden pumpkin patch. <laughs> Amelia, no! <laughs> no, you will be pleasantly surprised. Oh. Okay, we're ending there. Next category is relationship news slash not worth the tea slash social media. We're starting with social media. Go ahead, <laughs> we've, we've got to come up with a better name for this category. We do. We really do. It's straight up. Yeah, it's uh, irresponsible. Yeah. Uh, okay, so in social media news... The older celebrities are coming to TikTok. I was worried about it initially. We had a lot of like mom celebrities on TikTok. Reese Witherspoon does a lot of embarrassing things over there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cameron Diaz had her her TikTok debut doing like a wine challenge, trying to sell Mm. her wine. And I was like, older celebs like are going to come in and be embarrassing and ruin this. Uh, But two great celebrities joined TikTok this week. I believe the same day. First of all, (laughs) Mandy Patinkin of the Princess Bride, of Homeland, <laughs> mm. of many things, uh, has had a real heyday on the internet these days. I don't know why he's suddenly so popular. I think he just, like, is very lighthearted and very cute with his wife, and people mm-hmm. just, like, need that right now. So he tweeted, and his wife, he and his wife said, so we are on TikTok now. <laughs> I think with other tickers and talkers doing whatever that is or is not, TikTok, talk, tick, ticky, talky. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I think it's mostly young people, but then also older people trying to talk to young people. Our talk tick name is TikTokin Patinkin. We will be oh. doing dances. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was incredibly charming. Uh, hopefully he doesn't do anything that gets him canceled. I don't, yeah. I don't know how that works. <laughs> uh, and then I believe the same day we talked about last week, the Fleetwood Mac Dreams trend mm-hmm. on TikTok thanks to Nathan Apotica who had the extremely viral TikTok last week. Mm-hmm. Stevie Nicks has now joined TikTok, has done her own dreams challenge. Mm. She tweeted it out and said, afternoon vibe, lace them up, putting on roller skates <laughs> uh! to this song. Hashtag dreams, hashtag Fleetwood Mac, hashtag cranberry dreams, and then added Nathan Apotica. Uh, and she's just crushing it. She's got like her tights, her huge skirt, her long hair. She's on a piano. And she's got I'm the cranberry juice in the back. Mm, it's like yes. she did it correctly, you know? She did. She didn't half-ass this. I love nope. her so much. Yeah. Truly. Uh, so if your parents, like if you need something to get your parents on TikTok, you probably don't. You don't want them on TikTok. But in case you do. <laughs> Let us uh, have, have this. <laughs> two celebrities that may get them there. True. Also very troubling on TikTok this week, and I like actually am losing sleep over it, is teens discovering basically yoga (laughs) pants, but they have discovered it what they think for the first time, and they are calling them flare leggings. And like they are doing these clothing hauls and Amazon hauls, like 10 must-haves for fall. And it's, they call them, they're like flare leggings, and they do the little leg pop. And it's literally, <laughs> it's literally yoga pants, what we wore a decade ago that became so wow. uncool that I pretty much burned at the stake because it was like such <laughs> a faux pas to rock those. Now they're back. The teens think that they've like discovered this for the first time. And I can't, I can't have them come back. This is impossible to keep up with. 
Why do I throw out anything? Yeah, just keep it for 10 years and you'll be fine. My concern is that those are hard for the talls. It's really hard to get. I think they look good on tall people. But it's hard to get them long enough. Like with regular leggings, you can have them cropped and like not be covering your ankle, which none of mine cover my ankles. With the flare leggings, you can't. They have to be really long. True. But as like, I like to call myself regular height. I'm five five. Um, <laughs> That's and regular. So I'm not, yeah, that yeah. Is. You know, I would like try to not. I can't even hem them, so they'd be like on the bottom. They'd be all like mm. muddy and disgusting, and I just yeah. look like a little gnome. And it's just like this. Yeah, <laughs> a good look. I'm most upset about how restrictive our clothing was for the mm. era where like clothing really mattered, and you really cared what people thought. Like we oh. had skinny jeans, which I and low rise jeans, which I will never mm. forgive anyone for. That will come and up then, later. <laughs> yeah, and then. This era of like leggings that had to be really tight at the ankle and like that's yes. it that are also kind of uncomfortable. I mean, you, they like pretty tight. Couldn't even wear underwear practically. No, I have big calves. It was like a very uncomfortable <laughs> thing for me to wear that I still force myself to wear now. And now this whole time I could have just been wearing my hardtails. I'm yeah. actually pretty upset about it. At but, least like joggers are in right now. You can get away with that. That's true. True. Again, kind of hard for the talls. But anyway, the, yeah. I'll just keep everybody posted on that. <laughs> uh, now away from social media, what are we calling this? Relationship news? Not worth the tea? This is just something that I wanted to talk about. And okay. so I put it on the outline. Yes. <laughs> Uh, a lot of Dev Patel fans on this podcast. We've talked about him a lot in the past. Uh, a lot of people who've seen the, I wouldn't say newsroom fans, but several people on this podcast have seen the newsroom. I have watched that show, yeah. <laughs> and Dev Patel. Oh, also this podcast, big fan of stripper movies. So mm-hmm. these two things are yeah. meeting in the middle. Dev Patel has been cast in a stripper movie about the history of Chippendales, directed by Craig Gillespie, who directed I, Tanya. So like a legit Ugh. director. Yeah, Uh, he does not play a Chippendale, but he does something with Chippendales. I'm, you know, holding out hope that he will take something off at some point. (laughs) Is he going to be like a reporter? Like, is he going to report Mm. on the Chippendales and kind of be like a a viewer? I think he runs. I think he runs it. I think he like runs the Chippendales. Like a Matthew McConaughey magic, right? So maybe, maybe in that case, he will take his clothes off. Although I have to say, Dev Patel in the newsroom in his cardigans is a very special kind of appeal. And it's hard for me to look at the cardigans and be like, take off the cardigan, you know, because I just love the cardigan. So we'll see. I have faith in Dev Patel and I'm very excited for this movie. He can do anything. He can punch me in the face. I honestly, (laughs) I will go back to the movies to watch this Dev Patel movie. (laughs) Um, And then lastly, Amelia. So on, let's see, it was the 14th. So literally yesterday, Ariana Grande tweeted out, I can't wait to give you my album this month. And people were like, what? (laughs) And The Weeknd even retweeted it. So maybe they're doing another collab. Ooh. Ooh. Right? But this month is soon. We're halfway through October. (laughs) True. We are. And Spotify even tweeted at them with little like eyes emoji and the little fingers crossed. So Ooh, damn, maybe we should like means. try and pull some strings and find out <laughs> this is coming. Exactly. Kate, if only we had everyone at the top's email address, please get us just, some info. Just bust into general slack. Be like, hey yeah. guys, any info? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, uh, Amelia, yeah. do you think this is going to be a slower fall album, a reflective album, or Ariana Grande right. can only do like pop? Like her folklore. You know, I would love to see Ariana Grande take on folklore. Wouldn't that be interesting? It would be an experiment for sure. I love Sweetener (laughs) and that 
and that version oh, of her so kind much. Of, that's kind of her folklore a little bit. Like it was like a different yeah. sound. It was a little more it, indie, you know, a little more niche. True, true. Sure. I, mm-hmm. I just don't know if her voice can handle a slower no. kind of like spooky season kind of thing. You know? <laughs> yeah, I want her to jump on like the disco train. Like wow. just make 2020 oh the year of like the retro 70s, 80s, like throwbacks. Like Dua Lipa did that. Like a bunch of other right. people have done that. I'd be into that. Yeah, so, like, for sure. Yeah, that's and what I'm excited for, for her music videos. They're so <gasps> high production. Always. They're, like, They're great. Oh my God. They're great. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all jewelry that makes you look like the gem sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly when it comes to style and luxury ebay gets it they're making sure the things you love are checked by experts not just any experts specialized experts real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience so when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee shop with confidence every inch stitch sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Okay, moving on to cringe mode, Jennifer's Body. We chose this movie because it's spooky season. It's about to be Halloween. And it's not that scary because I think everyone who listens to this podcast knows that like we don't do really well with scary movies in general. But I had an actual blast watching this. So I'm excited to talk about it. Kate, do you want to give two sentence synopsis of Jennifer's Body for us all? I'll try. My disclaimer is that I watched about 75% of this movie. I I suggested this movie and then I've never immediately regretted anything so much in my life. I cannot watch (laughs) scary movies. I literally can't do it. So I'll talk about my process later on. But this movie, from what I got, is uh, Megan Fox uh, as Jennifer gets possessed by a demon. (laughs) That's right. I did watch it. 
<laughs> I love like how I get absolutely destroyed when I don't watch through the but end credit is- and miss like one plot point. Kate <laughs> destroys me. And Gia didn't even watch this movie. I did. But I had good reason. You just do it because you don't have time. I'm always uh, in trouble. <laughs> okay. Continue. Jennifer gets possessed by a demon. She gets sacrificed by Adam Brody uh, because she's a virgin, except she's not a virgin. So she gets possessed by a demon. Her best friend, Amanda Seyfried, whose name is Needy, <laughs> Basically realizes that she's now a succubus. She's killing all these boys at their high school. Needy ends up killing Jennifer after Jennifer kills her boyfriend. Needy goes to a psychological hospital, breaks out because she like got bit by Megan in the middle yep. of ma- like their makeout session. I don't know. I didn't skip that part. <laughs> <laughs> this is going so well. Oh, my God. Okay. um, Anyway, she got bit by Jennifer at some point. I don't know. I did kind of miss that part. And then she ends up and goes and kills Adam Brody and all of his friends. So just like a lot of women killing boys in this movie. So it's good. Yes. It brings me to my my main first highlight. I could watch and revel in this movie without fear. So Mm. often in scary movies, (laughs) women are getting tortured and and other terrible things that I don't want to say and killed. This was literally Megan Fox being hot as shit murdering <laughs> all of these really dumb high school boys. It was scary and there was like jumps and she kind of turns into a demon sometimes. But mm. I was like, hell yeah, I am not going to get killed by Megan Fox in this movie, which is why <laughs> I don't like scary movies in general. And yeah, all the men can die. They were so stupid. Like every boy, she basically like brings away to the forest to murder and they were just like so obviously focused on Megan Fox's um, beauty, which I on can't Jennifer's body. For. Yeah, by Jennifer's oh. body that they get killed. Even go. Amanda Seyfried's boyfriend literally oh. hooks up with Megan Fox yeah. or Jennifer, I should call her. Um, so boys are stupid. Yep. And then my other highlight was I just thought this was a very good scary movie title. Yep, you get the little Definitely. like double, yes, double meaning there. Yes, agreed. Um, Kate, what's a highlight for you? Yeah. A highlight for me is that I love a school dance gone wrong scene. Maybe this is from like my Buffy the Vampire Slayer days where like some, oh. some shit always went down at prom every season. But I just think all violence should be done in like floofy over the top dresses that mm-hmm. like then get like stained in blood. It's just it's a special <laughs> it's a special trope. I think it hits every time. Mm-hmm. It's good. I personally find Diablo Cody who wrote this movie. She also did Juno, um, among other things. I find her work personally to be a little overrated, but I will say that I definitely enjoyed this movie and I thought it was a really good idea. I thought it was a good script and really loved Megan Vox in this. And also Adam Brody was really funny in this. Mm -hmm. It's such a 2009 cast too, uh, which is just great. It's really fun. I also appreciated that a woman directed this, Karen Kusama, who, mm-hmm. like, to have a male direct Jennifer's body and Megan mm. Fox in that would have been a different movie. And I appreciated the fact that although everyone can appreciate and, like, but there's also a lot of, like, prowess from Megan Fox. Um, yeah. And I just, yeah, I appreciate that. A man that. should never direct Megan Fox in a movie ever. Yeah, never sure. again. Not after never, what What's-His-Face did and said. Yeah. Right. The, you know, what's his name? Transformer guy. Uh, yeah, I don't, Michael something. Michael Bay. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> the big picture is rolling in its grave right now watching us <laughs> trying to talk about this uh, movie. Um, also, this is a deep cut for those Tea Time listeners, but there was technically a fire <laughs> B-plot in this movie, which is a nice touch there. Like Megan Fox with her... I don't even know why. There's some fire that happens. Yeah, it's like some venue. demonic, demonic yes. fire that burns down a bar. 
Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Another highlight, J.K. Simmons as a random high school professor and Amy Sedaris. And I always love seeing her on screen. So those are yeah. two random castings. Let's go through some lowlights. I love the energy. I love the concept of killing boys violently. Like, I'm all for it. Yeah. But I did have to skip a lot of the gore. I'm sorry. It's who I am. I just can't do the horror. So yeah, that was a low sure. light for me. She just feast on a lot of blood and like there's a, a lot, lot of, of like yeah. eating of the mm-hmm. yeah, internal bodies. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Which again, uh-huh. like, it's fine. You got to do what you got to do. But yeah. I just don't necessarily <laughs> want to watch it. Understandable. Uh, right. My other low light is that I'm just not convinced Amanda Seyfried was right for this oh. role. She's got these like little glasses on in the whole movie <laughs> where I'm like, we it's still know weird. she's beautiful. Like she's right. supposed to be this like nerdy sort of like unpopular girl who just has like latched on to Megan Fox as like yes. the alpha female. Mm-hmm. And because they were friends as, as kids. And right. I'm just like, she's and you know, she's like the unpopular virgin who like isn't pretty is in her shadow. I'm like, it's Amanda Seyfried. Like we all can see her. Truly. Mm-hmm. It's so, like, she's still cherubic. Like she's got the beautiful, right. Apple cheeks, big full lips. Like we yeah, know she could have played mm-hmm. Jennifer. Like if yeah, you just true curl her hair. Those John Lennon glasses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I think she was a little miscast. Who would you have liked to see? I did think about this, and I don't know. Just someone geekier, but Amanda, and like a little weirder too. You know, I okay. don't think she got weird enough with it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another weird choice was making J.K. Simmons have a hook hand. Did anybody catch that? Yes. What the fuck? Yes. He is a random small town high school teacher. It never got brought up. It was never. It was just like an aside. Like he just brushed the hair out of his face with the hook. And I was like, is anyone else seeing this? What? Why? No idea. I blame Diablo Cody. She's like, you know, it'd be like really crazy and cool if we had the math teacher have a hook for a hand. It's bizarre. It was really very bizarre weird. choice. It was very um, weird. What's Agreed. another low light? Um, okay. So I understand that it's a small town. Devil's Kettle. That's I like that name, too. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm sorry. No one is going to the school dance rocking an 80s get up. And like when I really, say really yeah. 80s, yeah. we're talking the like I get. OK, a floofy dress. Great. But it was so 80s in the execution it was the big ass uh sleeves and the color was that 80s pink color and the makeup was over the top in 80s the hair was the teased hair. insane too. like I, it was insane i was like are you okay we get it that she's the loser and that she would be you know maybe a decade behind in fashion but we're not no not two three decades behind agreed agreed so. Um, what do you guys think has aged the best and the worst? Let's do best first, I think, Kate. Yeah, uh, I would say what's aged the best is the line, you're killing people? No, I'm killing <laughs> boys. <laughs> first of all, iconic on its own. Second of all, I was just literally the day before we watched this movie listening to Manic, which is the Halsey album from this year. And she has a song called Killing Boys that starts out with that mm. line, uh, which it just is like, you know, it's just a classic. And, and I think... As we've talked about as well, I think Jennifer's body as a film has aged well in terms of its response when it came out and its response now. It's really turned into kind of like this feminist cult classic kind of like revenge fantasy as the world has accepted just like the inherent garbageness of men. So Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) I so I just think it like in general has become just like kind of this sort of cult, like cool nostalgic thing that like totally now that 
the younger people these days are like latching on to as well. Yes, and there's a couple things that the younger people are especially latching on to that like are very memorable shots in the movie, which is Megan (laughs) Fox, the lighter on her tongue. Like I've seen that everywhere online. And then like- That's an aesthetic, yeah. She's like swimming naked in the cellar scene. So like she definitely had, there's some iconic shots that like everyone, like they say, call it aesthetic, whatever. Yeah. And then also something that's timeless is that just girls do like, D-bag musicians, even powerful women like Megan Fox or Jennifer in this movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, they can't be swayed. And then that's when she gets screwed. She gets almost sacrificed and she becomes a demon. So word <laughs> to the wise, never fall in love with an asshole musician ever. Yeah, that um, is timeless. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Amelia, what's your answer? Um, I would say, you know, just watching this, I was like, wow, I love a good teenage girl is scary movie trope. Because if you're thinking about the scariest type of person, usually a teenage girl does not come to mind. And I mean, like, yes, we've seen mean <laughs> girls and stuff like that. But just, you know, someone who's like obsessed with, I don't know, like celebrity boys and stuff, you know, that that kind of trope thing. But actually, teenage girl is scary movie trope is a good one because it's very unassuming and they are scary. This movie came out actually two years after the movie Teeth. I don't know if you guys ever saw it. Do you know what mm-hmm. I'm talking about? No, Teeth, mm-hmm. where she had teeth in her vagina. Yep. What? That, yes, it's actually a great <laughs> film. And so she would like have sex with men and then bite off their dicks. Nice. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I did get that, but thank you for okay. spelling it out. Yeah, just anytime. to see Liz's face. Yeah, I think we could have a, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's good. It's a good, it's a good movie, but yeah. Um, I also want to say on that note, what has also, this is not on the outline. What is Age of the Worst are the original reviews by men of this movie. Ooh. I was reading an article, uh, I believe it was on Vox. It was really good talking about kind of the evolution of this movie within the last 10 years. And it was citing some of these first reviews and people were like, it's Twilight for boys. <laughs> like when oh it first God. came out. And I was like, they really think that like Edward Cullen's equivalent is Megan Fox disemboweling what? men in the woods and boys are going to be like, oh, I want that. Uh, so that was ridiculous. And then Roger Ebert like had a whole thing about how it like wasn't sexy and so it was like bad because it wasn't sexy and like nobody took their clothes off. And I was like, Roger wow. Ebert, you don't speak for me. Uh, but, oh my God. Yeah, really tough. Uh, oh. There was one MTV review that said it was really good and like really, you know, feminist and great. I was like, good job, MTV. You crushed yeah. it. Uh, one thing that also <laughs> aged badly in this movie is the low-rise jeans representation. Mm. The very first scene of the movie, you've got Megan Fox in her little puffer jacket, which I, I would like those mm. to come back because they mm-hmm. look very warm, very practical. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> she's got literally like the entire... That's not even her, her belly button. It's like all the space between right under her belly button to like just right the top of her hips just <laughs> all the way out because of her jeans. And Amanda Seyfried also has, a jean, ha- has jeans on in the movie where her boyfriend's like, those are way too low. And it's just awful. We can never let them come back. Ever. Please. Please. Um, Okay. MVPs. Uh, Kate, you have (laughs) an interesting choice for this. My MVP is called wheresthejump.com. And it's a website where you can look up horror movies. And it will give you time codes and a very brief description (laughs) of all the jump scares in the movie. The very first one in this movie came at 5 minutes and 36 seconds. And I don't remember what it was, but I skipped it. And I don't know what it was because I skipped it. And then another one at like 21 minutes, it was like, uh, Jennifer appears behind Needy. And I was like, great, skipping that one. So I literally had it open the whole time and just skipped all the jump scares. However, I would like it to expand into where's the gore.com because wow. I also needed to know 
like Megan Fox <laughs> eats someone's face. And, uh, you right. know, it just didn't have that. So, right. although you can kind of tell every time Megan Fox is about to eat someone in this movie, she isn't particularly subtle. So that was, <laughs> I can skip that on my own. Uh, but yeah, where's the jump.com really came through for me. Yeah, that's fair. Um, that's Amelia, hilarious. who's your pick? Um, I would say, you know, Megan Fox. Mm. I just wish more people... I wish it wouldn't have taken 10 years for people to get behind this movie, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. I guess myself included because it's the first time I, I had ever seen this movie. But uh, she really is giving us the range. I don't know. I read, I too read, uh, I think it was maybe a, a Refinery29 article where they're like, her delivering this dialogue doesn't hit the same as like Ellen Page. And I was like, oh, I disagree, but okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I I was like, I thought she was really good in this. And she wasn't overly snarky. She was just like giving us the perfect teenage girl. And uh, she was really funny. And again, she was evil, but not evil. And I don't know. You were just I found myself rooting for her, obviously. And I just thought she was she was really good in this movie. Yeah, she was perfectly cast. Um, yes. Yeah. Also, I, yeah, again, I do appreciate the fact that like she has the power, even though she is the demon mm. and does bad things. Um, <laughs> I appreciated that it was her and um, Amanda Seyfried aren't like the victims running around in this movie. Sure. Even Amanda Seyfried, yeah. like she's not that scared of Jennifer ever. Like in fact, she tries <laughs> to kill her multiple times with like some success. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Amanda Seyfried, I disagree with you, Kay. I think she gave it a good try at this movie. <laughs> there was some cringy dialogue and I think Amanda Seyfried really, really did try. Like mm. one of the first scenes where Jennifer's possessed, but like no one really knows. And I think she's only, she's like thirsty for blood maybe. Mm-hmm. She walks into or like creeps into Amanda Seyfried's home. And then Amanda Seyfried like walks down. It's kind of a scary scene, Kate. You might've missed it. Cause I it's did. Like, <laughs> definitely like a thrilling scene. And then, she pops open the refrigerator and Megan Fox is in there like fucking going nuts on a sub. And Amanda Seyfried <laughs> is like, um, my mom got that from Boston Market. <laughs> and then fucking out of nowhere, Megan Fox spews blood <laughs> everywhere. Like it's literally like raining in this kitchen on the linoleum floors, like all this blood. And yeah. I just feel like it takes a certain kind of um, actress to really try to like lean into those types of <laughs> scenes. And they both did. So, I have to say, agreed. I also read an interview where Amanda Seyfried and Megan Fox were like, we hated doing the kissing scene and it was so difficult mm. and it was so hard and we just like really didn't like it. And part mm. of it was because they thought the camera was going to be too close to their faces and that you would see their acne, which is actually a very relatable concern. <gasps> I love that. Uh, I feel you. But Amanda Seyfried apparently really had trouble kissing Megan Fox. And I was like, fuck you, Amanda Seyfried. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that's why I'm out on her on this movie. Oh, yeah, funny. true. Um, okay, let's do lightning round. Kate, did you come up with these? I didn't. I think these are Amelia. All right, Amelia, I, go for it. Well, no, no, no. I think I only did. It's fine. Just read them off. Okay, okay, okay. How scary is this movie from one to ten? I'm going Liz. four. Like, not that scary. I could expect yeah. everything, although I did keep it on like a second screen while I was like, <laughs> doing some work. But no, not that scary. Four. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, my scale's broken, so I can't. <laughs> I just can't. I can't say you anything. You have such a low tolerance. I think it's lower than mine, Kate. It's absolutely nothing. I cannot wow. watch anything kind scary. Of- Incredible. Yeah. I, you know, I did not expect it, but I, I love it. Okay, I can say multitudes. You do. Um, is this Megan Fox's magnum opus, Kate? I would say yes, but I think she still got it. I think Hollywood Agreed. just let her down. You know, yeah. she yeah. just was treated like shit Thank from you. day one. Yes. And uh, yeah, we just really failed her. She could have done like oh. three or four different versions of um, Jennifer's body, I feel like. 
she, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. she should have leaned into the horror role. I don't know. I, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think she would have been a good action star. You know? Yeah. Yeah, she was. Transformers, she was fucking great. Kill off yeah. Shia. Give us Megan. Or yeah. I mean, you know, Shia yeah. can live. Shia maybe. can stay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry. Um, Is Chris Pratt playing himself in this film? Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so you meant, we didn't even talk about Chris Pratt. He died yeah. in the bar fire. Uh, Amelia, please explain, like, his, his just his first appearance. Well, in he movie. comes in. He's, you know, he's already using the F word and not the F-U-C-K word. It's right. the other. The one we don't say. The the one that we truly should never say and is very offensive and not okay. And, and I'm not saying that he does that in real life, <laughs> but I am saying that. Huh, that seems kind of on brand. But I, he's I again, he's explain his outfit. Well. His outfit, wow. It is it's, he's wearing a camo hat, which I think literally I saw a post of him wearing a camo hat the other day. And mm-hmm. he's wearing a shirt that says like I don't even it's like gone hunting or you know something like <laughs> that with like a deer lines. on yeah. it. Yeah, it's just like wow. Where is his yeah. gun? Honestly, he's like a small town kind of dude you'd see exactly. in a, a honky tonk bar and you kind of <laughs> yeah. stay away from because you're like, I don't know about you. And that's what he was. Yeah. In the movie. It's yeah. just so disappointing. It felt like just Chris Pratt boiled down to the essence <sighs> of Chris <laughs> Which Pratt. Which just sucks because I used to love him. I used to be a huge Chris Pratt fan. Do you want to read the next question based on that? Okay. Um, in 2009, who would, would have been most likely to get possessed by a demon? Four, Adam Brody, Megan Fox, or Chris Pratt. So the question is like, who would you be lured into the forest by? And then like, okay, this is nice. And then you're, you get eaten. Who would you get in the van with and then ultimately be possessed? Yes. Because you were too thirsty for them. Okay, got it. So Amelia, go ahead. Face the truth. In 2009, I was obsessed with Chris Pratt. Up until maybe 2015, I was so into Chris Pratt. I was into his Andy Bernard. No, that's a different Andy. That's the office <laughs> Andy. I'm sorry. Andy, other Andy from yeah. Parks and Rec. And I just thought he was such a sweet man. And, you know, just a lot of stuff he's been doing lately. Not a huge fan of. So. All the signs yeah. were there from the I start, know. but I think we've just recently <laughs> started true. to read them. Yeah. Yes. Uh, this one is really close for me. I wrote this question and I didn't have an answer for it. But ultimately, Adam Brody in Eyeliner is doing really special things in this movie. He's also really mm-hmm. funny. Yes. Uh, he has a horrible scene where he and his friends like stab Megan Fox to death. That's like the only point <laughs> yeah, in the movie not where like a woman is in danger, which then she becomes possessed and like that was know, upsetting to watch. Yeah, avenges herself. But yeah, he's really funny. He's wearing eyeliner and like, I don't know, I maybe would have gotten in the van too. I probably wouldn't have got. I would have gotten into that van as well, even though I just said 2009 Adam Brody was just something else. Yeah, I was a dumber woman the back OC, then. I definitely yeah. would have been swayed. Although Megan Fox, if she even looked at me, I would right. have been like, okay, sure. I don't care. Anyway, I know. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Tough. It's a tough one. Aww. Yeah. Okay. Um, you guys, this was a good example of like scary, but fun, but kind of scary. If you have other suggestions for nope. us, we have something lined up for next week. Don't what? tell oh, you to give us scary movies. <laughs> this I know, something fun and scary. <laughs> something like Halloween-y. Uh, we uh, have something right. really exciting planned for next week, but we still have mm-hmm. more time in this like spooky season. So tweet us or Instagram DM us. Okay. Tea time's unanswerable questions. Kate, go ahead. We talked about the right timeline for Christmas movies last week. And mm. I want to talk about Christmas music now because oh. uh, Mariah Carey has announced a new Christmas song uh, that is a collab. And she posted a picture of these chairs and it had initials on it. Mm. One of them was JH, 
One of them was AG and one of them was MC, uh, which people think is Mariah, Ariana Grande and Jennifer Hudson. We don't know. But obviously, like Christmas music is here. Christmas music is in the works. When is too (laughs) early to start listening to Christmas music? I mean, honestly, (laughs) I'm ready to turn it on November 1st. Yeah, I think think that's right. I was looking at when all these like big Christmas songs are usually released because you got to give it time. You know, like you stop listening after the 25th Uh, and a lot of them are mid-November. Interesting. I feel like that's a bit late um, Mm. because there are so many albums to choose from. You can go from like pop to classic to pop to classic every other day. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to say, yeah, beginning of November. But that brings me to my other question, which is this year, in addition um, to that Christmas album we just talked about, Dolly Parton released A Holly Dolly Christmas. Carrie Underwood (laughs) has released My Gift. And Megan Trainor is releasing A Very Trainor Christmas on October 30th. (laughs) Which are you guys picking out of those new albums? A Holly Dolly Christmas, My Gift, A Very Trainor Christmas, or this Mariah Carey thing? I want a Casey Musgraves Christmas album. <gasps> I want another one wow. from her. Another one. Okay. I will take, honestly, probably Carrie Underwood in the meantime. Really? Yeah. Uh, Can yeah. I listen to that album though today? And I got kind of stressed. It's very serious. <laughs> it's a very, oh. it's not a lot of like Michael Bublé. It's a little bit more oh. like, you know, the straight And lace. she has, she has her son sing on it, doesn't she? Um, oh, my I, didn't, I turned peeve, off after four songs. My pet peeve for Christmas music is like children singing. So <laughs> that's a skip. <laughs> you Grinch? <laughs> I can't. They sound bad. Let them grow up first. Oh my God. Damn. Uh, <laughs> I'm picking a Holly Dolly Christmas because it's so yeah. cute. Um, Miley's yeah. featured her husband oh. on it. So okay, that's my pick. I'm in. But see, I and. I think that Megan Trainer, she has some bops. I feel she like she's does. gonna have some fun pop songs for this Christmas. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. You know, Agreed. it's possible. I don't know. Um, Amelia, what is your unanswerable question? So, okay, The Bachelorette, it's back, people. Um, I think uh myself, Liz, and Kaya are all watching it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Kate hates fun. She <laughs> and I'm just joking. Um, she doesn't like reality TV, which I understand. I get it. Um, it can be stressful. But what will it take? for us to force Kate to watch one episode of The Bachelorette this year, especially because it's going to be formula busting with a new Bachelorette. Uh, My question is, why do I have to when I have your handy dandy, no rose, all thorn Bachelorette (laughs) recap show every Thursday (laughs) morning? I don't know why I need the actual show when I can just listen to you make fun of it for three minutes and then be done. That's actually true. I know a lot of people that prefer that video over the actual content, myself included. It's way better. In You're fact, I might sweet. ditch The Bachelor at oh. Bachelor Train. And just watch soon. Amelia. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's but the move. It is wow. a timeless question, Kate. I feel like Amelia and I do like talking about it together, especially on this pod every once yeah. in a while. Will you tune into, like, will you ever tune into no. a single episode? Probably not. <laughs> no. Are you more likely to tune into when there's a female picking amongst a group of men mm. or a man choosing amongst a group of women? Mm. Great question. Probably the man choosing amongst the women. Just because that many mm. guys, I'm like, I'm no, I don't want it. I'm not into yeah. that at all. Yeah, understand. Your tolerance for men is Yeah, I can low. handle one man and a lot of women. I can't <laughs> oh handle one woman and a lot of men. I can't That's do true. that. That's true. would actually hate these like super masculine, <laughs> yeah. really testosterone build. Like, no, bro, bro, what? Okay. Fine. I want no, I want no part of that whatsoever. We'll That's let you true. know when Matt James's season starts then. Maybe oh, you can Okay. Uh, actually, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'll consider yeah, that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I know. forgot what he looked like. And I just <laughs> <Yeah>. remember. 
<laughs> okay. Thank you guys so much for listening. That marks the end of another great Tea Time episode. Thank you, Kaya, our lovely producer. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Alwa. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.